If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Welcome to the Wolf and Owl bonus episode of the podcast. Oh, yeah, honey. Thanks for joining us. You look so good, just um, led back, just chilled with your new desk. Look good, boy. Yeah, I love this desk, man. Um... But uh, have you, I was sorry, have you got this, black pillowcases? Are they silk pillowcases? They're not. First of all, they're not silk. Okay, okay, because uh, you're not watching me in the film Boomerang, <laughs> right? These are they're dark grey. Oh, dark grey. Black from. Have you got black bed sheets? No, they're grey. I haven't got any black bed sheets. That's a big look, you know. You can't. You can't have black bed sheets with the kind of emissions I'm knocking about, Jim. <laughs> You honestly, if I go around to someone's house, I remember when I was about probably twenty-one, I went round to a guy's house. Oh, is that sweet, sweet Catherine behind you there? I've just seen the yes. door open. What, what do you want? What are you doing? Hello, Cat. Yeah, we're doing a podcast. We just started. No, no, no. We had to start half eight because it's wrong. Bless her. Been for a big walk. I really do love your wife. Yeah, you she's a that. sweet, sweet soul. Um, the thing that I'm slightly annoyed about is you going. We started at half eight because of Rom. It's like a proper. <laughs> no, no. I was just saying. Because she thought it was eight. I went into the gym this morning and uh, mm. smashed it. And she was, yeah, and she's taking the dog for a walk. But it was, you, you pushed it to half eight. You texted me yesterday and said eight. Yeah, and then you then texted me this morning. You must have got early and gone back to sleep. Okay, let, let me Hold tell up, you about my... Fuck off, wait there. My... What, what? Oh, Jesus Christ, this guy. Mate, I'll tell you what, I need to get a whole new system. The, the speakers don't mm. even work on my thing. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Maybe if you can try and just I don't know Google and then remember for next time the names of some like companies and then they'll just send you some free shit. Oh, shout out by the way to those guys. They actually said that they'd hook you up, and I said I sent you a voice note saying yeah. So we we got the name of the company wrong last time because it's 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 not my golf protein, is it? It's Max Max Golf, Golf, which actually fits with your whole uh, your whole brand and your whole catchphrase. Take it to the max. 
okay, this take it to the max thing. Yeah. A lot of emails are being signed off. Uh, take it to the max that we're getting into the podcast yeah i think it's actually out mind, doing... that was a one episode thing sweet sweet soul was a runner yeah and do you was to the but... max is a to the max is a one and do you is something you say all like arguably too much just in general conversation Yeah, but also you know what you say quite a lot it's the truth of the matter is yeah i do say <laughs> that but i do say that that is one of my favorite ones that you do uh the other thing that i we both say a lot is uh can i just say yeah or can I just tell you something? You know, that's the worst thing about listening back to yourself on a podcast is the Matt. Do you know what I do as well? And this is, so my, as we know, uh, my phone is broken. Uh, I've got ghosting on my screen. Still going through that yeah. at the moment. Have you, have you done, what have you done to try and I've sort got that to get out? A, I've got to go to an Apple store and change my phone, basically. Okay, that's a, that's a, that, that, you seem to have misheard the question there. I'm not asking you what somebody might do in the situation that you find yourself in. I'm asking what action you've taken in the two weeks now well, I, that this phone I has went, been ghosted. I what went have you to done? O2 uh, and yeah. I spoke to a very helpful young man there who told me it was two grand to get a new handset or if I took it yeah. to an Apple store, I could change it for free. So what I've, had, I've not been near an Apple store. So what I've been doing is just basically becoming acclimatised to working with a ghosted screen. I Can I tell you something? Oh my God, did you hear that? I did it. There he is. Right, that's the last time I do that. That's the last time I do that. Not forever, but let me just try and sort it out for yeah. this. I don't want to say the truth of it is the truth of the matter. Can I just tell you that I'm going to yeah. try and not swear? So this is a real. Why are you trying not to swear? Real development. You're literally cutting out ninety percent of your sw- your dialogue. No, you swear so much. Excuse me. <laughs> you, you you swear like a street tough in like an old eighties movie. He's like the what one character is allowed to swear. I would say that our swearing is different in that I swear all the time. Yeah. Whereas you're a bit feast or famine. So for a long time, you won't be swearing. And then all of a sudden you go, because like fucking, I'm sort of fucking, fucking saying so I'm a binge swearer. Fuck- that would describe, yeah, I would say you're a binge swearer. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, yours is quite, yeah. You do still do that look that I used to do. I remember when I was like 13, 14 and I found out about swearing. I used to do a look after, like I was really cool. You still do that sometimes. Okay, I, I, I don't do that look. <laughs> I don't do that look. This is another one of these things where you deliver a fake observation as fact, and then that becomes. <laughs> but you part do of a thing, right? Where you do this, you do. go, um, "Oh my, I don't fucking care." You're such a prick. Lie <laughs> <laughs> there. Anyway, what the hell? What the hell were we? T- oh yeah, my night last yeah. night. Um, so I was out all day. Yeah, and then. So normally my routine, when I'm going into town, I park up at Three Bridges train station. Oh, lovely station. Jump on a train. Shout out Three Bridges and all the guys who get on the train. Do you think it's a lovely station? It's all right, Three Bridges, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's nice. nice. Anyway, I got got the train into London, do my day's work, and then I did a bit of like this filming thing, and then they organised a car for me to come back home. As I get pull into the house and get out the car, I look and I think, oh, somebody, what's happened to my car? And then I remember that, I've left the car at the station. Oh, no. Yeah. And then I go inside. I don't even have the 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 initiative to ask the driver if he'll take me to the station. I just let the driver go. And then I go into the house. And then it's just such a typical Romesh thing to do. I present the problem to Lisa as if she's had any got any responsibility for this. I go, I don't know, what can we do about this? Like I've left the I've left the car at the train station. And what she what she'd be well within her rights to say is uh, well, I guess what you do about it is, first of all, not tell me because there's absolutely nothing to do with me. This is your dickheaded behaviour. 
Now, do you know what that? Do you know what that sweet, sweet woman is doing? What? She's incorporating picking my car up into her daily walk. What? Anyway, that's not that's not the story of my night. I don't know why I but said also, all that. Also, let me just shout out Lisa because that that woman is an absolute. She is. I tell you what, if you were in the trenches, you'd want you'd need someone like Lisa wrapped around the whole place. Like to do stuff for I wouldn't I wouldn't want my <laughs> I, I wouldn't want my wife to be at war with me. I'd find that incredibly That'd harrowing. That'd be so funny. It's, 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 so... it's already <laughs> That'd be such a fucking funny thing to like yeah. Can you imagine you deal, dealing with the dealing with the, the psychology of knowing that you might die, but then also being slightly concerned that you say something to offend your missus. <laughs> like sharing a bunk. Everyone else yeah. also a bit yeah. <laughs> A bit awkward around you. Yeah, I, that happened to me years ago. Where I, I mean, it's not quite the same. Where you and Ka- where you and Catherine were in, yeah, uh, the Falklands. <laughs> we were in the Falklands together. No, where this is many years ago, and obviously I'm not comparing it to being in the trenches. But a friend of mine brought uh, his girlfriend on a lads' holiday, and right. you know, not saying that it's a tr- it's a trench of, it's a trench of a sort, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, where we went was, but I'm just saying it was a very funny, dy- weird dynamic. To have like, Why did your mate do that? He did, basically he was so in love with her. It was actually quite sweet in a way, but you know, it's sort of like it was like sort of seven lads and her. Did you do the whole lads holiday thing? Well, we 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 went for a phase of doing that, like we did like Falaraki and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But I remember once we went to like Dublin. You know, everybody does Dublin yeah. on a weekend. Yeah, yeah it's pretty amazing. And we did Dublin, and one of our mates brought his girlfriend with him for the similar reasons to what you're talking about. And we went to the Guinness factory. Did you go to the Guinness factory? Yeah, of factory? course. Where you work your way up through yeah. the floors or whatever, and then at the top you have a Guinness. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, my mate... So, I mean, it's a lot of hard work the... for a Guinness, that, isn't it? I know. When you, you sort of think Guinness... I understand that if Guinness was difficult to get hold of in yeah. Dublin. But, you know, then you get Also, it, but... there's some things I couldn't give a fuck how it's made. Like, I don't want... I don't, yeah, you, you know what, like, When it comes to certain stuff, like Guinness or toothpaste, I don't want its fucking life story. I enjoy no, Guinness for no. what it is. And that's why you regretted your visit to the toothpaste factory so much, <laughs> isn't it? I'll tell you the worst place. Actually, this is on that same holiday. Yeah. A guy that we were with who wasn't with his girlfriend. This is another guy that we were with. I mean, it sounds like we were um, a right bunch of, we were having a right laugh. He, um, he was obsessed with going to a mattress factory. Right. So we went to a mattress factory. We were all hung over and a bit steaming. It was like mm. something to do. It was like a rainy day. Yeah. Like where we, where we were. So he's like, oh, we're going to go to this mattress factory. So, we all went. We didn't really take it too seriously. Again, sure. like with toothpaste or Guinness, couldn't fuck up. You know, mattresses just get made. That's that's the whole point. And like, shout out to anyone making mattresses. I respect your craft, but I don't. Yeah, really you're some of the greatest. Uh, Tom believes you're some of the greatest human beings on the planet. So well done for that. <laughs> so, so we go, and then he got so zigged out, yeah, right, that none of us took it seriously. He went back the next day, so he could really take what, it on his own for a solo yeah, yeah. tour of the thing. Yeah, 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 because he didn't think anyone had taken it seriously enough. So he went back. What was the mattress factory? Was it was it one with springs or was it one of these new fangled temper things? No, this was back in the day. I mean, mate, this is probably about, I think it was 1997 or 1998. Wow. A long That's time when ago. mattress technology really, you know, it wasn't yeah, yeah. what it was today. Oh, mate, there was no, you know, mattresses have come a long, long way. Oh. It's, yeah. I, as I'm talking to you now, I'm on this mattress. It's basically it gives you a hug as you look. I mean, the way that mattresses have moved on is. Really is amazing. You know what? I've spent a lot of money on a mattress and it's absolutely fucking dog shit. And I'll even name the company Vspring. I'll tell you now, oh, no. they're an absolute oh, travesty no. of go. a company. Are you about V-Spring. to are you about to unveil a tragic set of Instagram messages between you and them? <laughs> no, no. Uh, I've, I have emailed them. Um, what did you say in the email? 
Uh, I'd have to try and find it, but there was what was your like, what was your problem with the mattress? I tell you what the problem is, right? Mm. Um, on my wife's side of the bed, it's still a very fucking firm, perfect piece of mattress. Mm. On my side of the bed, it's very sagged. What do you reckon um, the difference is to what's happening to the mattress, sir? Well, I tell you what the difference is, Romesh, about fourteen stone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But when uh, when we went to buy the mattress, right, yeah. uh, there was a fucking salesman by the name, I think his name was Lloyd or Pete. I can't remember one of the two. Such right? needless information for this story. No, no fucking saying now. Right? He said, for a man of your size, there's only one mattress I'd go for, and that's the V-Spring. You can right. have this mattress. You'd have it for like 10 years. It would be absolutely perfect. It would be amazing. The V-Spring yeah. is like the Bentley of mattress, mattresses, okay. right? And it was a, quite a you know, considerable amount of money. Yeah. He fucking told me this thing, which actually now I find out is just a fucking bit of mattress fucking sales swagger. He turns around to me and says, um, oh, you know, well, people don't even think twice about spending like this sort of money on like a holiday for two weeks. And actually, you can spend this money on a mattress. I hate then, that. You know, I hate that. Yeah, I hate you're that. in bed every fucking night, right? Right. So I'm like, okay, fucking... I I fall for his patter and his sweet whip, sweet sweet that sweet. I'm looking at I'm looking as you're talking to me. I'm looking at V Spring and they do look yeah. pretty. They do look pretty good. But anyway, go yeah. on. Oh, they, yeah, I mean they they yeah they look great. I waited with so much cherished, you know, like fondness for the moment that that fucking mattress was delivered. Cause, Firstly, cause what, the mattress... did, did you do that thing that every because we went mattress shopping last week, and did you do that thing that everyone does where you suddenly. You become so obsessed with the idea of getting a good night's sleep that you convince yourself that any amount of money is worth it. Because yeah, they, they, yeah. they put up these posters, don't they, where do you know that the one of the biggest drivers of lifetime happiness is how much sleep you get or whatever, you know, and, that's, oh, and you suddenly become, you become totally tuned into that, don't you? Like it becomes an obsession. Well, almost. let me tell you, Lloyd and Pete, or Pete, Lloyd or Pete, whoever it was, he fucking yeah. knew every little angle, mate. He was right. an incredible salesman, but yeah. also now, in retrospect, an absolute piece of shit. Because he wow. was a liar, wow. right? Wow. So we then basically get to a point where I'm like, yeah, I'll t- yeah, I'll take that, take the mattress topper as well, right? You know, within... why do you have to take a top? If you're taking a great mattress, why do you have to have a topper as well? Because Pete and Lloyd said that it took about it took basically four inches of sweat a year. Yeah. It's... It, yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, two issues there. One, um, that's disgusting, and two, I'm I'm still quite unclear as to whether you're unsure whether he's called Lloyd or Pete or if this is a double act that you were sold the mattress by. No, 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 no. It was Lloyd or Pete. Right. Right. Okay. So, number one, you get the mattress. It was actually all right for a while. And then fucking a year down the line, it's completely like it's lost its fuck. It's lost its, it's lost spring. its spring, really. It's mm. just not the same. I've turned it and it's a little bit better, but yeah. Yeah. Makes you sad. Even think. I actually think as well, like you can go to a bed shop. You lay on the fucking bed for like five minutes at most, right? Otherwise, people start looking at you funny. I think you should be able to go to a mattress, like like a beds or what UK or whatever furniture village, and you should be able to like sleep in there for the night in the bed that you want to yeah, buy to I, see I what think, it's like. Yeah, I think that I, I think it's an absolutely great idea. And then and so what the staff would do overnight shifts or whatever, would they? No, they just basically be like it would be like a sort of I don't know. Like you sort of like basically they all go oh, everyone yeah, go to bed now good night and switch off the lights and everyone would just go to sleep yeah and lock you in there and lock you the morning, into the, in, lock you in the shop yeah and then they come in in the morning and say oh how did everyone sleep and stuff and then and then someone like you go no I didn't really like that I'll see you again tonight I'm going to try that one 
And then they've got you for a, they've got you for a week, have they? No, obviously you wouldn't want to stay there for a week. But if you didn't like the bed, you'd just go, I don't really like that one. Can I try the Delta five or whatever? You know, and then, you know, you go over, get in that bed and just sort of sleep in there that night. And obviously they change the sheets and the covers and stuff. Yeah. I mean that feels like a cost effective way of selling mattresses to me. No, but now they're it, run, I mean, they're basically running a hotel. On the off chance that you might buy a bed off them. No, but I mean, you just get you just get pissed people coming in, sort of go. Do you know what? If you know you're having a night out in a town and you don't want to fork out for a hotel, just go just just before you head to the pub, you just wander in and go. Well, I'm really interested in the V Spring over there. I'm going to come back and try it out tonight if that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Of all right. Well, maybe there's see a about, way. Of I'll like... see. I'll see you just after closing. <laughs> but maybe there's a way of putting some sort of deposit down so you right. don't soil it, right? Yeah. What I'm saying is when you you know, when you buy a car, right, you have a drive in it, didn't you? Yeah. Like when you try some shoes, you have a walk in it. Yeah. You know, you don't just stand up in the shoes or just sit in the car, you have a fucking drive in it. Sure. So when you're in a, like trying out out something, okay, what I if mean you you've just, given two you've given two examples of things that you purchase in almost exactly the same way that you do a mattress. You walk around for a very short time in the shoe shop and then you choose to buy the shoes. You test well, maybe, drive a car for a very short time. So you've given two identical examples, sir. Yeah, but you don't actually get any sleep in, like either. Right, okay, what if they had a little room at the back okay. with interchangeable mattresses, right. right? And then you just went out there for twenty minutes and had a little sleep. Okay, but I mean, what I would say to you, oh, what I would say to you, shut up. <laughs> so I, I don't know if I want to. I'll have to figure out if this has to be beeped out afterwards. <laughs> Was talking to us about mattress shopping. Yeah, she lies down for half an hour in the shop. All right, this is someone I respect and admire. She's never been know. picked up on it. So she, when she's mattress shopping, she goes in. How often does she go mattress shopping? Once a week. No, no, no. I like whenever she, whenever she's come to pick up a mattress, because she said, because we were talking about getting new mattresses, getting a new mattress, and um, she said, oh yeah, well you need to clear a bit of time for that because you you want to lie down for half an hour on each one. Every time I've done over like five minutes, I've always got looks from the staff. I think that might I, be in yeah. your head. We we want so we went we went at the weekend. We took the boys with us. You can imagine what those boys were like about us going mattress shopping. It was almost a protest. Let's be dragged into the shop. But then once we got in there, um, they actually enjoyed trying the different mattresses out, um, and they were showing us ones that they'd found that they really liked. But we just went around lying on all of them. Yeah, I don't think you got. That's what people do, isn't it? I, I do. I did. I do. I do think like. Some people, because a couple of people in there when we were there, they were they were getting a bit sort of nerdy about it. Do you know what oh, I mean? Really? Like, do you take your shoes and socks off when you try bed? No, I just I have my feet off the end. All right, I always have my feet on because that's one of the big ones for me. Is do my feet will my feet fit on the end of it? Okay, but I think if you if your feet are off the end and you yeah. just look at how much room you've got at the top, I don't think it takes it takes a massive amount of calculation to figure it out, does it? <laughs> I've never done that. I always try. I always take my shoes off. And then... Okay. All right. Well, listen. The difference between you and I, I guess, is I'm doing it fully clothed, whereas you're what getting into pajamas or something to try. It out. <laughs> Do you get under the covers? No. Right. Do you get under the covers? Yeah, if they've got yeah, because you've got to try the mattress. You know, you don't sleep on top of the duvet, do you? Uh, uh, sorry, the shop. I'm, the shops I'm going to, it's just the mattress. They don't. They're not, they're not fully no, made. They've got bed. the demo ones with made beds. Yeah, I'm not getting. You try that. I'm not. No, getting I try those sometimes. But that's like, a, how often do you think they're changing the sheets on those? Probably once a week or twice a week. Like wow. Anyone is okay. clean. Wow. Wow. Okay. If that's what you think. I reckon you'd be lucky if it's once every six months. What? That's yeah. disgusting. 
But why would they bother? I mean, if you and I ran a bed shop, do you think you yeah. and I would be changing the bed sheets every week? I'd love to run a bed shop with you. God, that's, Who that's, do you a think would be the... that's a sitcom right there. <laughs> <laughs> what would we call it? Cushion and pillow. I'd call it Lazy Days. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Sleep Brothers. Sleep Brothers would be cool. Mm. Um, okay, it's time. We, this is supposed to be bed an email. Heads. Bed heads? Bed heads. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this is from Adam. Dear Wolf and Al, I'd normally be hesitant about being so candid with two of Britain's premier leading comedians. Hello. I think this is intended for lockdown parenting. But I just don't know who to turn to. In addition, I also believe this falls into your wheelhouse of knowledge with Tom's intimate knowledge of dating shows and Rom's ability to attract beautiful women, e.g. the swan. And that lady... Oh, very smooth, isn't it? No wonder she picked it out. This seems to be a way of getting your emails included in the podcast. Just pay that thirsty woman a compliment. <laughs> You're straight in. And and that lady guide you had in the Misadventures episode, oh, bloody hell. I've recently decided to get back into dating and put myself on a dating app, brackets, okay, Cupid. I had a match quite quickly with a lovely lady and I sent her a message. I spent a while on a message trying to sound like a better version of myself, but got no reply. Maybe this is normal. Maybe it's just too long a message in the end. I was wondering if I could get some advice on multiple fronts to help me. One. What should I use as an opener in messages? The previous message I sent was about three paragraphs. I've no idea if that's too long or not. Grateful for any help on here on size and content. Two, in terms of the photo, I don't think there's much I can do. Average, I can, I can, as I imagine, you guys are hounded by the press. <laughs> and I've been on a few red carpets. This, guy, this, this guy's uh, impression of what our lives are like is... Yeah, it's completely <laughs> in contrast to actually two yeah. blokes who just spent 20 minutes talking about fucking mattresses. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any tips to make yourself appear physically more attractive in a photo. Like I said, I think I maybe scuppered it. Any advice on what I should include on my profile? The first bit someone sees is self-summary. So I guess if I pass the photo test, this is the next hurdle. I was going to send you guys a screenshot of what I have so far. I thought that might be too much. It's been a long time since I've been in the dating game. I'm trying to dedicate a bit of time to it every evening, despite my evident struggles. Any wisdom, greatly appreciated. Tom Davis, the wolf. Can you give Manaman some advice, please? Yo, Adam, what's up, brother? Um, number one, I say question number one of, uh, no, look, look, man, you seem like a cool guy. You seem like just in the fact that the swan has picked your email out from the tens and twenties that we get per week shows that you are an absolute G and, uh, you know, you've got a clear way of work with words, my friend. Um, I think the opening, uh, I mean, look, I've never done this internet dating, uh, finesse, you know, stuff. I, I was always, you know, I'm old school, man. Meet meet somewhere in a real real life scenario. Get chatting. Uh, I mean, it seems like an old craft, you know, like you know, carrying around like a little sack full of gold or sort of like you know, giving some peb- pebbles for a for a, for a donkey on the you know, in like one of the old nursery rhymes, um, or some magic beans or some shit like that. Are um, you going to be talking like you're doing the closeout to the show for every answer now? I'm just so embarrassed about the last closeout. <laughs> um, no, so what I'm saying to you, um, sweet Adam, is that um, yeah. This is a different world. Number one for your for your first bit, uh, I would be um, I try and be jovial. I think you you clearly got a way of words when you're you're writing these things. I try and be a little bit jovial, have a little bit of a crack with the woman, um, and sort of I guess it, it's just thinking a way of the best representation of you and who you are in a very small 
small white. I think three paragraphs might be a tad excessive. Um, I think, you know, sort of maybe work on getting that down to a paragraph. Photo-wise, um, look, man, I think the truth of the matter is the oh, best representation. Hello. What? What? Truth of the matter. What's the truth of the matter? Oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me try that again. Well, you level oh. that accusation at me. It's quite nice to see you falling foul yeah. of your own little trap there. Oh, God, I can't believe I said that. That was awful. Anyway, carry on. Uh, yeah, we've gone quite Dickensian in this Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, photo-wise, uh, Addy boy, I think the fair, the best representation of yourself is the way to go. I think people, you know, obviously when you meet this person, uh, they're going to clock that you might have been, you know, using some sort of. I mean, I know, you know, you see, you see people. I watch a lot of these dating shows. I watch it like catfish and stuff, and I think, you know, it's a dangerous route to get down of like the perfect photo, um, because actually, I think when people go through them you need something where it shows the person you are a little bit of life a little bit of banter you know maybe a cheeky sort of smile um i always think you know if it was me i put you know those ones you can get professionally done like you know with you sort of like this like with your hands below your cheek chin and sort of a big grin or something like that something a bit funny uh that she's going to look at and uh, uh it'll get her attention um and lastly the bit about you when it comes to the bit about you, my friend, just be honest. Be honest and to the point, who you are, what you're about. I think the fact of the matter is, oh, God, that's another one I get. No, sorry, look, that's my, look, that's my bad. You, look, you know what, Tom? We do these twice a week, yeah. right? We do a lot of talking. Let's unshackle ourselves. Look, yeah, guys, I'm free. sorry. We say the truth of the matter. Can I tell you? Okay, that's just us. All right, we're going to do us. We're telling other people to be honest. We're giving advice like, do you? So we're going to do us. The truth you of the might. matter is, we're going to talk how we want. Okay, go the for fact it. The of the matter is, yo, is I think when it comes to that, 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 those little blurbs is being as honest as you can be about you. I think this whole sort of internet dating thing, I think the whole dating app thing, I think there's a part of it that's great. I think it's brilliant. But I think the one thing that you, people don't do is they don't work enough on building those connections. Go and watch a show called Are You The One? It's a brilliant show. It's probably the best dating show there is. Wow. And what you realise is the things that people think they need or they want for a relationship are completely in contrast from actually the things that they need as a human being. And and what's the culture of just sitting on a phone and swiping left and or, or looking at someone or someone says something like, you know, that's, that might be a bit cheesy or a bit silly on uh, on a message that they send is, you know, they completely sort of like, you know, open themselves up, become quite vulnerable, and then end up with egg on their face and looking a little bit ridiculous. Those things are things that you could, you know, if you're in a human, if you're interacting with someone, you can make a joke of. If you're on, you know, if it's a clear text and you go, oh, da, 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 someone can just boom, get rid of you like that. So I think be honest. Uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna text and you're gonna interact with a lot of frogs to find your princess. But when you do, it will be a very, very rewarding scenario that you'll find yourself in, my friend. So keep doing you, Adam. Do you, my friend. Uh, great advice there from Tom, as always. Um, if I can uh, weigh in on each of your three questions. Uh, three paragraphs is way too long. I'm just going to tell you that now. Way too long. Um, I, have, I have never used a dating thing. I, I feel sorry for people that have to use them because the idea of finding a set of photos and a set of answers to questions that summarize you 
gives me anxiety just even as I talk about it now. I think this is my advice. Okay. In terms of the message, I think just be honest and go, um, you seem like something along the lines of you seem quite an interesting person. You up for a chat and they might be, they might not be. I don't think you have to give like a, you're not sending them a resume, right? So I won't worry about getting into too much detail. In terms of the photo, I, I know quite a few people that are on dating websites. I've, I've, I know more women that are on dating websites than blokes. And the thing they always say is, is that blokes tend to use photos that when they then go and meet up with them, it's barely conceivable yeah. that it's the same person. So I would say, don't worry about trying to get a photo that presents yourself in too positive a light. Just give a photo that's realistic. It might mean that in the initial stages, you get less attention because you haven't sort of made sure the lighting's absolutely perfect and you're looking chiseled. But what it will do is make your first meeting with that person. I actually think, just quickly to jump in on that, I think get a picture of you looking the most disgusting you can. Or the most sort of like... For me and Tom, that would be every photo. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for every picture I've ever had done. My my wife's favourite picture of me is a picture of me after I've just eaten a big uh, cream donut and I've got cream down on my face. <laughs> and I'm pulling a stupid face. It's endearing. Yeah. So if but if you take a picture, if you really risk that, and then you go out on a date and the person goes, oh, fucking hell, wow. You know, your picture doesn't do you justice. Straight away, mm. it shows you've got a strength about you. Uh, massive 180 there uh, from Tom on the photo situation. Yeah. Uh, or then, get a picture of you at the zoo or a circuit like as like don't with, do like, that don't do this don't do this why why don't do this because it's like a try you're talking about to having a photo with an animal <laughs> yeah yes. yeah it's insane don't do that <laughs> really? adam, don't do that yeah don't, honestly don't do that i always think that's quite a cool thing well it's, yeah adam i'm telling you now it's up to you whether you do that or not if you think it's cool to have a photo with a chimpanzee on your dating profile, then go ahead. One of the, some of the best pictures I've ever seen taken, where I look at people and go, "They look cool." Is Longleat Safari Park? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people say that. Um, and then, in terms of advice on what I should include in my profile, In terms of uh, what I should include in my profile, look, I just think don't worry about razzle dazzle, mate. Just um, I know that people are attracted to humour. That's what I keep, you know, like people say, if you can say something funny, say something funny. It's just a thin line between being funny and just looking a bit try hard. So yeah, you know, be careful. If you want to send some suggestions in, and we'll 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 vet them for you. That's something we're willing to do. And we'll run them past the swan, and we can run them past uh, the cat as well, and just see what they think. Yeah, sort of four people that's helping out there. We will get you. We will find you love, my friend. We will find you love. Well, that's absolutely. Tom doesn't speak for me there, but we are happy to help you. If not, we'll just all go to Longleat Safari together. No. Okay, here we go. This is from Ryan. Uh, he says, "Hi, Rom, Tom, and Lisa. I recently started a new job, and I'm currently going through the usual induction palaver. There are plenty of group activities and Zoom calls penciled in." where we have to take in such activities like everybody say an interesting fact about yourself. Oh, my God. I'm an ordinary guy who enjoys holidays, football and socialising, etc., and often struggle with these sorts of things. I've not been hiking in the mountains of Chile, for example. I guess the actual answer is only a small part of what I'm trying to get across. I'm also conscious of appearing disinterested and downbeat if I give a flaccid response to these things. 
Do you guys have any advice on how to answer these things without seeming bored and disinterested? And have either of you been in a similar position? Uh, love the pod. Keep up the good work. Yo, Ryan, stand up, mate. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, right, some people need to walk up the mountains of Chile and, you know, uh, take a boat down the Serengeti or do some crazy fucking things to have something to talk about. Anything you do in life, you should attack with the same conviction that they do when they're talking about walking up the mountains of Chile. So, yo, you like playing football. Talk about the best goal you've ever scored. I'll tell you now, uh, I remember playing, uh, I was 13 years old and um, we were playing in a little league and a ball came over to me. Uh, I literally, it came over my shoulder. I caught it sweet, so fucking sweet. Went off the crossbar into the goal, very much like Tony Yabar. And I tell you now, it's like they were the best moments of my life. I could tell, I mean, that's a very small way of me telling that story. I could really go into detail. I was the only kid that day wearing coloured boots. I was wearing white boots. Everyone took the mick out of me. And they all ate their words after that. So the point of the matter is, everything in life can be a walk up a mountain in Chile. You know, so you like holidays, talk about the best time you've been at, been to Federico or Rhodes. You know, my friend, uh, and I, I'm, you know, I got in trouble actually recently because I did name someone, and so I'm not going to name him, who went to the mattress factory, still talks about that fondly. If he was on that call, he would be talking about the mattress factory. Find the things that interest you. And never have I said this with more sincerity or with more pride. But Ryan, please, my friend, do you? Um, I don't know if I could disagree more strongly than really than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is from someone. Yeah, you make a show where you go to all these cool places, right? And you do like these very cool things. Like, yeah, I've been out quite a few times with you, and like someone's telling a story, and you lean forward whimsically, and you'll take a sip. What what Tom's about to say is absolute bull. I'm I'm happy for you to say this, but I just want to get this out of the way. What Tom is about to say is absolute bullshit. It's a girl. What is this observation about you'll, me? You'll lean forward, you'll take a sip from your beer, and you go, <sighs> yeah, when, when I was in the Great Plains of Ethiopia, um, we went on an elephant trail. And my God, um, you've never seen anything like the sun going down, but the moon showing its peaceful face across those plains. And yeah, you've got those stories because you've done all these amazing things. I haven't done those things. So I have to then battle this, with that and go, is... oh, I remember when I was in Felaraki and yeah, I, found a cat, but... I found a cat and it pooed on my mate Stephen Bork's head. Yeah. I mean, that that, same... that that is quite a funny story. But, and you've named him there, needlessly. It's, it's, the thing is, is... <laughs> Why haven't I named the guy from the mattress factory? But I've thrown poor Stephen Bork out. Love you, Borky. So this is my reasoning for, for, for disagreeing with you. You're one of my favourite people in the whole world, Tom. Yeah. Right? Okay. I love the bones of you. Yeah. If I was on a Zoom call and you told me that story about scoring a goal, right, and went into all that detail about what a great goal it was and what an amazing day it was and all that, I would think to myself, I never want to speak to that bloke again in my life. Right. <laughs> right? So that's a straight away, that's a friendship, a, a magical friendship that's denied because you've got... The, the, the advice to tell somebody to find something you're interested in and just bark it at the other people you're talking to might be one of the worst bits of advice I've ever heard. Right. I I strongly disagree. I'm going to fight my corner on this. Okay, go on. I think you've just got to fucking really, like, sort of have a little sip of the Kool-Aid before you get on that call, right? And just sort of like... And I think it's like, like, just really fucking conviction. Like, really make sure you know the story inside out. 
Um, so you've got a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, and then always do like the Romesh lean back and just a little sort of smile. There's at no, the end there's of no it. Romesh lean back. Okay. <laughs> okay, you can take that advice and listen. Tom is a very. What popular... would you do then? What would you do? I'd be honest. I, I'd, I'd go on the thing and I'd go. The truth is, I don't really feel comfortable about doing these sort of things. I haven't really done anything massively exciting, but I, I am into football. I do sometimes. I, I, I like comic book or whatever you say, whatever, and you go. I'm sorry, that's not more interesting. But you know, yeah, but no. right, this is so. That's how you do that, right? I would go. I love comic books. I absolutely adore them. It's immediately right. that's a red that's a red flag to me straight away. <laughs> no, you then you got me. Then you got me like my favorite comic book ever is the death of Batman. Right, and you, or the death of Superman, or whatever, and you go into this whole thing, you know, and da da da, and at the end of it, you go, "I really can't wait to drive with you guys," and then you just sit back. Yeah, and I would say that is a really nice way of getting your colleagues to set up a, a WhatsApp group that doesn't include you. <laughs> look, man, <laughs> I just think man, that I have gone through my life. Look, and look, you know me, right? I do know you. Yeah. That is pretty much how I do my life. Like I do, I'm excited about shit. Yeah, I, I you are, but you're, but you're, no, but you're, how you're advising is not the same as how you actually are. Because yeah, I've no, seen you, I, I've seen you make a first impression. You like work, a, like, I'll give, uh, the, uh, the example I'd give, we went to the football the other night. It was, actually I would describe it as impressive watching you. You're really likeable, nice guy. And yeah, okay, you sound enthusiastic about things, but not in a, you don't start fucking monologuing about something you're into, like some sort of weird. Yeah, no, but he's boy. saying that you, they've got to all do that, right? Yeah, but, they, but, his, but his thing is that he Tom, feels. Can nervous. I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You, if if you were on a Zoom and yeah. I came onto this, and you like, so imagine you and I were on a work thing where separately we had to introduce ourselves to this group. We're working on some project, and somebody said, "Romesh, do you want to talk about yourself?" Go, yeah. Um, hi, I'm Romesh. Really into comic books. <laughs> Uh, I'm reading Invincible at the moment. Sort of read it off the back of the Amazon TV show. And I just thought I've got to dive deeper into that. So actually, the weird thing about the TV show is only, it only goes into like, I would say the first sort of tenth of the actual first compendium. When you actually read into it, you see that the characters like are much, much different. If I did all of that, right, you would message me later going, rubbish. listen, you know I love you. You're, you're a sweet, sweet soul. But you made an absolute <laughs> yourself on that zone. You would say that. Right, look. You'd be talking about, you would be talking about it on the, no, but the next right, episode point, of this. Right, my point is this, right? And that this is probably a grievance. So I've, when he's saying, oh, everyone, yeah, he's, what he's saying is he doesn't think his life is as interesting as other people's who are coming onto that thing and turning around and saying, oh, I've, I, yeah, he's used walking up a mountain in Chile, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember, and I, I yeah, and you you do before you're in television, whatever. You must have I've been at parties or house parties or gone to things where people have done traveling and people have gone, Oh yeah, we went down Thailand, we did this, we did that, we found ourselves. I've never done those things, right? Mm. So what I'm, my point is, is when I'm going to somewhere, I don't ever question myself as going, Well, I've never done this thing, or I've never had a life changing experience in the fucking, you know, whatever, in a rainforest. My life changing experience was like fucking Magaluf going BCMs or whatever. This is what I'm saying to you is that you st I'm not saying that he has to go on there and go, you know, we're using a jokey, jokey way of saying this, but he shouldn't 
like fucking demean himself for his life experiences aren't as important as other people's because he hasn't done Mate, this. I, and that's what I agree with you. But I think if you want my honest opinion, self-deprecation is exactly what you do and exactly what I do in a situation like that. I would be, I would open with going, well, I haven't done any of these things and make a joke about what you've done in exactly what I've just done here. And then just have it. But then you are an interesting person. You've got interests. Like it, genuinely, and you you used your thing about the Invincibles there yeah. as a Mickey take. I don't know anything about the Invincibles. I'm sitting here listening, going, "Well, actually, this is pretty interesting." And although you're taking the Mick and doing that, I'm not going. Oh, this guy's an absolute. You know, I'm guessing that he's met these people before a bit. It's not the first time you've ever met them. Yeah. Uh, look, I, look. I, I would say that that part of what you just talked about, I agree with because the truth is, the idea. Well, two things I would say. One, the most interesting people think they aren't very interesting. If if you yeah. think you're interesting, there's a good chance that you're not, and and vice versa. The other thing I would say, there's a slight elitism to this, because the sort of experiences that people tend to think make you a more interesting person or give you better stories are expensive, or they yeah. are born out of a certain amount of like privilege or opportunity. So. Tom is right, actually. Don't demean yourself or don't put yourself down because you've had a different life. It doesn't make you less interesting. It doesn't make you a worse person. Having said all of that, please do not excitedly talk about a goal that you scored for your five-a-side team like for ages. That, that, that's all I'm saying, all right? Well, if you do do it, just go, yeah, you know, probably actually sad if the most exciting thing that's happened to me recently is this goal. And then you yeah. could even show And then show talk the about the goal. And then after that, and after that, you finish talking about it, and you go, and if you didn't find that interesting, I guess the problems with you are not me. See you later. And then just shut the Zoom off. Yeah, exactly. Mic drop. Yeah. Um, okay. We've got time for one more, Tommy I boy? I think so. I think so. Um, dear Rom, Tom, and Lisa, uh, I love your podcast and both of you. Uh, thanks for the genuine laugh. So I really need your advice as I feel like I'm a bit of a crossroads in my life. And I don't know which way to go. I'm 37 and I live in London. I've got a great job and a career that I'm really proud of. But it's in a sector that doesn't pay particularly well. And as a single person, I'm struggling to find my first flat to buy. In fact, the only flat I found that I can afford is way out of central in an area I don't know or like very much. Barking. I'm very close to my parents who live in Yorkshire, which is absolutely beautiful. And during lockdown, especially, I started questioning what the fuck I was doing living in London, which I can't really afford. Well, I could be living up north with beautiful scenery, fresh air and affordable housing. But if I moved out of London... I would essentially have to throw away my career. If I did move to Yorkshire, my plan would be to take out a year out to train to be a teacher as there seems to be a lot of teaching jobs in the area. So I think I'd be able to find a job easily. But I worry that I'm not getting into it for the right reasons. I've been going over and over this conundrum in my head and I can't decide what the best option is for me. Do I stay in London and buy this flat so I continue with my career? Or do I move to Yorkshire to pursue a different path? I feel like both of you have been in similar situations. You had to make a big decision to change the path you run. So I'd really appreciate any thoughts and advice you might have. Tom Davis. Has this person got a name? Yes. I'm so sorry, Tom. You didn't have to say that in as accusatory a way as you did. No, 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 but I don't remember you saying. This is from Mary. Yo, Mary. What up? Um, I, I think this is actually maybe one of the simplest emails that we've ever had in. Uh, and uh, not to simplify your life and, and the crossroads you found yourself in, but when Ramesh is talking about your reading out your email the one bit where you sound really really positive and you sound really really invested and like pro is when you're talking about yorkshire 
and the, obviously you've got a lot of love for it, the fresh air, the scenery. Um, under no circumstance should move to an area where you don't know anyone and you don't like it all for a job that you're not too sure. If you've got the means around you and you've got the, the way around you that you could potentially train to be a teacher, if that's something that, you know, you're invested in and you kind of, you think that you, you'd enjoy. I think, you know, uh, my learned friend, I'm sure will will tell you how incredible and how rewarding a job as a teacher can be, but maybe it's not even being a teacher, but the main, I think the main thing is moving. I've done this two or three times where I've moved to an area. I don't know anyone and I'm not too sure about the area and I'm not necessarily happy there. And it's very hard then to put yourself in a place where you can actually sort of like find that happiness. Da, da, da. So I think for me, I, I would say, look, look towards moving back up North, being closer to your parents, being, you know, closer in a world where you're going to, you know, I think you're just going to enjoy life a little bit more. more yeah. You sound like that's, there's somewhere that you love. Um, I'd say go for it, push yourself, push, push your boundaries, you know, whether it's be a teacher or even maybe even you get a job as a lorry driver, whatever it should be. Um, I think I think that's the place that you'll find your true happiness and you know you will be you Mary. I really really loved the way you handled that Tom. Um I, I kind of agree with you actually. I think that you know Mary it feels like it feels like you're close to making your mind up on this and maybe you just want a bit of reassurance. Do you, want to explain to the, do you want to explain to the listeners what's just happened? I've had a bite for some granola. It's been sitting there the whole time. Sure, but we're on the last email. <laughs> I felt I wanted to reward myself for helping out Mary. Don't, with don't, don't, by the way, by the way, don't don't talk about the granola like you'd said to me, oh, I've got some granola arriving that I'm making ready, ready to eat 8.30 and then I've got let's do the podcast then. You knew when we were doing the podcast. So don't pin it. I don't know that you've decided to make. Why is it my fault that you've decided to make the granola when you have done? No, no, no. But I was sitting back and just thinking, actually, you know what? I feel really content with that advice from Mary and Ryan and Adam. And I just thought, have a little bite. No, you can go now. What's on the granola? Granola, protein, yogurt, and banana. He's taking another mouthful, by the way. Um, well, it's just like Winnie the Pooh, sort of <laughs> a beehive. Oh, God. Anyway, you enjoy it, bro. I'm only messing about. I shouldn't stop you from eating. Um, I, look, it sounds like to me, Mary, that you that you do like the idea of going to Yorkshire. Um, as she said, I don't... She hasn't said what her job is in, in London. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's, it's impossible to follow that job in, in London, but um, outside of London. But look, it sounds like... Look, I, I would say that your job doesn't define you. I, I'm not saying it's definite that you should move to Yorkshire, but you should have a think about it because the truth of it is, oh God! But, hey, 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 hey! Don't you dare! Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. don't you dare! But your job isn't your life, you know. Is there? Is there? Look, I, I think have a look at possible options. I would make a list of pros and cons of each scenario, and you will immediately. It's not even about how many there are in each thing. You will have a feeling. You'll just know what you want to do and do that thing. But, you know, is there a possibility where you can have the best of both worlds where, for example, 
you carry on doing your job in London, you're in London for the week and then you go back to Yorkshire at the weekends and you're actually living in Yorkshire or whatever. I don't know what that might be or you're working from home for part of it. Like explore all of the solutions because being in a job that means you have to live somewhere that you don't really like is awful. And I understand, I like, I love London, but I personally wouldn't want to live there. I don't think Tom would either. I've lived so there, I understand, my friend. I've lived there. Yeah, so well, me too. And, I, and it's, it's great, but I just, I understand where you're coming from. So, you know, do what makes you happy. And if that means Yorkshire, which I can totally understand, then, then live in Yorkshire. But you, the truth is, you, you and you alone really know what, what you want to do. I think so, what Ron's um, trying to say is you, you're you not living to work, you're working to live. Or is that not No, you don't want to live to work. You know, you're living to work when actually you need to work to live. Is that what you said? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, Tom got it right. Tom got it right. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and Mary, have a look at your opportunities. You have a look at the pros and cons. You decide what you want to do and you do that thing to the max. Yeah. Wow. Throw it back in the max. And Mary, I would... Right now, I put my hand up. Yo, there we go. That is a high five for Mary. Keep keep rocking and rolling, girl. You got this. What what a wonderful thing to do to high five uh, someone that's emailed in on this audio podcast. Thank you so much, Tom, <laughs> once again for showing such a complete mastery of the medium. <laughs> Tom, what are you up to for the rest of the day? Man, I've got some writing. Very exciting mm. project that I'm doing. Um, and uh, and then I'm going to hit Are you allowed goal. to say what the project is? I can't. Not? Yeah, I'm, I can't disclose that kind of information. Mm. And then I am going to hit some golf balls at the golf range. Oh, lovely. You, you're, you, you've now got the bug, haven't you? I had my first golf lesson the other day. How are you feeling about it? I loved it. I loved it. I'm in. I'm yeah. in. I can't wait to just literally break open a couple of... Golf protein drinks, Max Golf Golf protein drinks, oh ice cold, God. pineapple flavour, um, and yeah, just start hitting some balls together down the old long fairway on the on on route to Valley Green. Are you where where, where should we play our first game of golf? Am I coming to you? No, 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 no. We're going to play it somewhere quite exclusive, and we'll have a nice bit of food afterwards. So I, I'm going to shout out now and saying, yo, if you've got an amazing golf course, maybe you want to host the Tom and Rom uh, inaugural go, uh, golf cup. Give us a shout. Well done. Well done for saying inaugural, despite being completely unsure about how to pronounce it or whether it's a real word or not. <laughs> Get in touch. Because that is, it could be like the Ryder Cup. We could have two teams. You're captain of one, I'm captain of the other. We could do it for oh, charity. shit. I've just had one lesson. Like, I don't think I'm yeah, ready but get, for that. Yeah, yeah, but I've only been playing for nine months. Yeah, okay, you're right. We're, we're the same. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is we can, we can pick teams like the Ryder Cup. We'll yeah. do it for a charity, like Calm. Okay. And yeah. All right. big yeah, sweet. Hit us up. Uh, thank you so much once again for listening to The Wolf for Now. Any problems or issues or feedback, wolfalpod at gmail.com. Uh, we will see you next time. Take love care. Love and peace. I love you guys. I seriously do. <laughs>